0: This is a crowd podcast. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one where we answer your dilemmas.
0: Hi wee! Hi Florence. I feel like the beginning bit's always like the most BBC voice, like the podcast voice that we put on oh, is yeah. like. Yeah, hello. It's like the Queen's English, or should I say the King's English?
1: <laughs> Is that what we have to say now?
0: <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's always been the Queen's. Fuck. Y- do we no, have to change
1: that? It, no, that's what I was just thinking because it's always been the Queen's because that's all we've ever known. The King's
0: English. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound right. Oh, it doesn't fuck's sound sake. Right at all.
1: Definitely. It's all queenie.
0: wrong, man. It's all wrong.
1: <laughs> How are you? Um, tired. We were yeah. at the Amazing Olani's book launch panel talk the other day, and it was amazing. But when I got home, I was just like, wow, I'm so dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was also on a Monday. Yeah, Monday um, night. After a weekend. So I think when it comes Monday round, you're just like... All I want to do is stay at home. But, um, you know, congratulations to our friend Alani for having a book out. Yes. It's called The Big O. And everyone yes. needs to read it because it's going to be mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got a launch party next week. Woo!
1: We have some exciting news, though. Yes. You all voted for us and we won... We won! The Blogger's Fear Award 2022 for Sex and Relationships Creator of the Year. And here it is. Yay. In my very hands. Like but a like, sharp I'm imagining shard of see- glass.
0: <laughs> I'm imagining people like throwing used condoms and knickers Whoa. on the stage. And they're screaming like, I want yeah. your babies! And thank
1: you, thank you so much, thank you.
0: Yeah, I, I, I still genuinely... Can't believe that we won. We were nominated up against some of our really great friends in the sex and relationship space. We were up against like Venus Libido, Mm -hmm. Max Hovey, Lonnie, of course, Mm -hmm. um, Jess, but her name has changed on Instagram to... Body acceptance with Jess. We were kind of like on the day, Florence and I were like, oh, I can't maybe really bother to go. go. <laughs> like, I'm just so tired. Like, what the fuck is this? We hadn't heard much about it. Mm-hmm. We don't. We didn't really see much about mm-hmm. it. And we were like, oh, well, it's a sit down dinner. So like, maybe we should go. <laughs> we should go for the free food. <laughs> <laughs> turned up and they motherfucking turned up. Like wow. it was an insane event. Um, it was, Really it, well done. It was basically in like a castle. <laughs> it was like a pink castle. Pink castle, they had projected yeah. pink on this crazy location. In in London. H- huge people there, huge yeah. like influencers. You know like
1: all the people that you see on TikTok and like Instagram reels and you're like, oh my yeah. God, jokes, that's really funny. And you follow them. Like all of those people were yeah. there.
0: Yeah, it I, was, it was really shocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some famous peeps and, we just... and you know what? We didn't have to pay and it was free yeah. food and booze, free drinks, free food, all and booze. Night. What the fuck? Like that is unheard of. So we cannot believe. We were genuinely just like, oh yeah, like whatever. We'll go <laughs> for the. Hu-. And then we were like, what the fuck? They put we like, our name on stage. Oh shit! This is actually a big deal. And they yeah. gave us the opportunity
1: to do like a little acceptance speech as well, which you can see on our Instagram. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which by that point, I was quite drunk and fucked up a few times. <laughs> I was like, this is the first award we've ever got. It's It was not. It was like, not we have had an award. award before, before, but it was but during it, lockdown and mm-hmm. we could only watch the awards from our bedrooms. Yeah. So we we, we, we never got it to didn't like, feel accept same. anything. No, it wasn't really the same. We actually went up and accepted a glass mm-hmm. of this is. I mean, I still can't believe it, really.
1: Yeah, I know. But you know what, like as much as we were like, oh my God, no, we're not going to win this. We, when I like really deeped it, I was like, we deserve this so much. (laughs) We have been working over eight years on Come Curious. And we have been in the sex education, sex and relationships advice category, like in influencer life and content creators um, for so long. Mm -hmm. And we really do it.
0: We really turn up. We we show out (laughs) I mean I'm I'm just I I still can't it's just really nice to be recognized. I felt like Can you be proud of yourself, please? We needed this. (laughs) I am proud of myself. You accept how good we are, right? Because it's really
1: important to know your worth and to know that you are the shit and that you are good at what you do.
0: Yes, I do agree with that. But we like we were nominated against some other amazing fucking people. Exactly. So which makes it that.
1: also all like all all also makes it even more amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would have been happy if any one of them had been. Had, yeah, one hundred percent. Because they were. We all do all really incredible. good work. Yeah, we do. We do, and it's and it's so not. And apparently, this is the first time they actually had a sex and relationships mm-hmm. category mm-hmm. in the awards. Originally, it was like wellness and sex or something like that. But now they
1: do. So that's all that yeah. matters.
0: It just shows the demand. There are so many people now in mm-hmm. the sex space and like helping educate the masses. And all we can do is just ask for more. We just need more yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Because the reason why we've done so well is because there's been such a demand for it. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. the reason. Like, We're also fucking amazing at doing this, but it's that people need to listen to this stuff. They want to, They're desperate for it. And yeah, like you were going to say, thank you so much for
1: voting for us because this award really did mean a lot for us.
0: Holy shit. Do you do you ha- do
1: you have updates?
0: I am I I am realizing, I think maybe it's the hibernation. I think that's why I started talking about hibernation. Mm. Um with the whole non-monogamy thing, um I'm realizing a a real exhaustion with going on dates and dating mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the moment. Um, and I'm just trying to like listen to myself and listen to my body and see what I actually want. Cause yeah. I love dates and I love threesomes, but also it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just communicating that to Sam, um, being like, being un- apologetic about those feelings. Mm-hmm. And-
1: So important to vocalize those things.
0: And yeah, and hearing, you know, hearing stuff from him, like he needs more of this or that. Like, I think it's a really good time to check in with your partners at the moment and just Mm. see what the relationship's saying, see how you're doing, see what you can do better, um, see what... Th- you know your partner didn't like or what you didn't like i think that's really yeah. important because like it's gonna be it's, it, it could potentially be stressful times and that can yeah. really play a part in how you and your relationship is i've just realized mm. i've got bare lube all over my laptop from this wine. wait what it's covered bro oh my god <laughs> And I can see where I've typed as well from all the, like, the oily loop. Ew. That makes you going to see, like, fucking, get like, cream. Laptop loop. I know. That's not great. That's my bad. That's I had... not
1: good for your laptop, surely.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, you could be right. I feel like my laptop's grateful for what it's What were you today, watching porn? So... And then it just mm-hmm. went everywhere. Yeah. I was actually trying to rekindle some of my old t- Tumblr sites because oh. I wanted like a little pre, you know, like a little pre to the wank, a little warm up mm-hmm. and Tumblr mm-hmm. used to love to find content, but... Yeah, but they don't have anything on there anymore, do they? No more. I mean, they've got a lot of tickle stuff, but it's not like the oh. good fucked up stuff that I loved and wanted. It's all like, mm-hmm. just like... Tame. Bullshit. Tame. Ex- that's exactly it. It's like PG-13, man. <laughs> yeah, not okay. Mm. Not Anyway, okay. Enough, enough about my shite. How are you, Florence?
1: um i think i've just been a bit lonely recently yeah if i'm gonna be real if i'm gonna be like really real i think this is a season where everyone's gotten into relationships Mm -hmm. everyone's relationships are very obvious as well because i think you know that's what you want to do when it's like cold outside is you want to go like cuddle up and snuggle up with your partner Mm -hmm. whoever that is um and for the single folk especially those of us who live on their own it does loneliness does hit you and I think yeah I've just been trying to deal with it in a different way than usual which is like not making the loneliness mean that I'm not good enough to be in a relationship because I know that I am um but it's just like well yeah this is a real real feeling like I'm a human being and human beings need social contact intimacy and all of these things and yeah. it's okay to be lonely basically do you
0: find Do you find yourself being more like, do you find yourself going on things like Instagram and WhatsApp more to try and battle that? Or is it more of escapism, like watching TV shows and and films Mm. and stuff?
1: I've definitely been doing a lot of all of that. Like I've gotten Mm -hmm. into... TV series, like, really hard. So, like, the new House of Dragon, I'm like, yes,
0: And then, like, the new
1: Power of the Rings, Lord of the Rings thing, I'm like,
0: yeah, Power of the Rings! That sounds like Power Rangers! (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what it's called? Power of the Rings? It sounds like a fucking porno! Like, Power of the Cock Rings. (laughs) Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. (laughs) Same thing! Same Same thing!
1: The Rings of Power. Power of the Rings. Um, And I'm also, oh my God, the new Kardashians, obsessed.
0: (laughs) I was at the Aloni event. I was hearing you all talk about it and I was just there like, what the fuck? You're like, Chloe this, Kanye, this. (laughs) Yeah, what was it? Talking about Travis and like Kanye's fucking rhinestone flip-flop slippers. Yeah, Kanye was
1: wearing rhinestone flip-flops or something like that. But... Yeah, I've just been on my phone a lot, I think, and I'm mm-hmm. finding it, like, I I know how good it is for me to put my phone away, but, like, I'll just yeah. end up in the, like, constant loop on Instagram and, like... Oh, my God, yeah. It's like we let it happen as
0: well. We're yeah. just like, you know, oh, go on then. Go and get lost in a meme account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: I did start a few conversations on Field oh hello so yeah but also yeah it is what it is it's fine you know we all go through these phases (laughs) i've got other big exciting things happening in my life i don't need a partner (laughs) but anyway shall we get on to the listeners dilemmas
0: yes we shall because they're they are looking good. We love it when our listeners ask us questions and we can give our best opinions and exp- experience on that. Obviously, we're not experts, yes. guys, but we can. all we can do is just tell you what we've learned. And we also might fuck it up too.
1: You know what? When you say that we're not experts, like I know that we don't have the qualifications, but that is imposter syndrome because how long have we been doing this for? Like nearly eight years. And also we've spoken to so many professionals and learnt from teachers, professionals in spaces and like everything. So we, we are kind of experts actually. So the first one is, I'm a bi penis owner. I identify as non-binary, but I definitely present more as a gay male than straight. This impacts getting to know women as I very much get popped into the gay bestie category. Anyone have any advice for this?
0: Oh, my heart. I mean, this beautiful person sounds like they're just getting... um, They're just overthinking that they're not finding the right female match and you shouldn't change anything about yourself it's just looking for the right person the right person is out there and they will come along and there will be a cute chick out there that's like all over you and loves everything about you Mm -hmm. it's not about changing you and who you are it's about owning who you and you are and that will exude out it's very possible that on the dates you've been to been on to before maybe They're picking up on some kind of, you know, insecurity or not your confident self, which is affecting the way they feel about you, Mm. rather than just being like, I fucking own this shit that there is nothing more sexy. It doesn't matter if if you present as whatever, there is nothing more sexy than confidence. Yeah. I mean, the amount of like super camp men that I want to fuck is unreal. Yeah,
1: I would just communicate it as well. Like if you feel like you're being put into a category, just say, hey, you know, I'm bi, by the way, like. Yeah, just own it. here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> or like on your dating profiles, right? Uh, write exactly what you told us. Be like, I am yeah. looking for women and men, women too, because they hat, you know? It's just, yeah. it, you just got to put it out there and the ether. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next one. I love rimming my partner, but he is self-conscious because he has a lot of body hair. What can I do to make him feel more comfortable about his hair? Or should I view this more as a personal boundary and not ask to rim him? Oh my God, firstly, I love that this person is asking to rim them. (sighs) And it's like so down for it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like,
1: yes, go rimming. No. (laughs) You're like, rimming. (laughs) 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 Ringing. <laughs> Ringing. <laughs>
0: Ringing. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll answer this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although, no, I do think like, I think if it's something that you want to do,
0: mm-hmm. I think
1: you should ask and talk about it and obviously let them know not to be self-conscious because like you want to do it regardless of hair yeah. or no hair. The hair doesn't fucking matter, does it? Because at the end of the day, none of us actually give a shit about any of that stuff.
0: I mean, some people do, but then that's their own like insecurities projecting, right? It's yeah, just their don't own fuck shit. With surely, those people. Yeah. Um, I would have a conversation, a conversation with your partner, and just and and say all of this. You know, explain. Mm-hmm. I've, I've noticed that you have a little bit of a thing with rimming. I really enjoy rimming you, and what you might be insecure about doesn't matter to me. Like, how can we make this a more pleasurable experience for you? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely consent is needed you know if yes ask them like, ask them what makes them feel uncomfortable what are they worried about mm-hmm. ask them what their fears are and often or not just by voicing those fears they, they they might realize like oh that's that's a bit ridiculous um but they also might not like rimming and they might not want to tell you so it's about opening up the dialogue to try and see where they're at with it but mm-hmm. all you can do is just reassure them and be like, I fucking love your bum hole. Let me get my tongues in there. Let me get up in that hairy ass. Mm. Up mm. in that. Mm. <laughs> How to give head to thick penises without your teeth scratching oh them? Oh, my God.
1: I feel you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I basically can't give head without my
1: teeth scratching a pe- penis.
0: It's, I don't be- think. It- I can imagine it's because it's. It depends on the way that how how wide your mouth opens, Mm -hmm. where your teeth are set, um, how like what the penis is like in your mouth. Also, what kind of blowjobs you like? If it's a nice, slow one, you probably have more control. But if you're skull-fucking somebody, then you have less control.
1: That's the thing. For me, whenever it's them in control or like it's going fast, which is usually when they're in control and they're like moving Mm -hmm. your head or moving their cock into into your mouth, that's when I'm like, well, you're just getting a load of teeth right now. But when it's me in control and I'm taking things slowly, I can use my tongue and my lips more, That's when I don't feel like my teeth really get involved because I feel like I, it's almost like when they get in control, my my jaw tenses rather Mm. than relaxes. So I think it is about (laughs) relaxing into the moment. And for some, like, so many guys just like want to take your head and like shove it, like, you know, and that's not, it's not fucking. It's not hot, <laughs> you know? Like, I guess that's what It depends what on the like.
0: situation. It depends. Yeah. It can be hot, but it's like, if I'm giving you a blowjob, I don't want you to start ramming yeah. your cock down. I'm giving you a blowjob. Mm-hmm. This is my turn to have control. Yeah. But if it's like a blowjob throughout sex and depending on the play and the type mm-hmm. of sex that you like... Being skull fucked is nice, but it just so depends on the moment. Like, I don't like gagging a lot of the time. I don't want to, especially if I've just eaten, I don't want to feel like I'm going to vomit in the middle of sex.
1: Also, like, you know, mouths have teeth in them. I think you just need to, I think people just need to get over the fact that there are teeth involved in blowjobs. Because there's always going to be teeth involved unless you, unless you don't have any teeth, you know? Did you say (laughs) blowjobs? Did I say bojobs?
0: I really hope so. <laughs> it made me think of a fucking bojo. <laughs> <What>? Bojobs. <jabs. laughs> bojobs. I like a Um So really stop hope giving you a said shit. That.
1: Stop giving a shit. Basically, that's my advice.
0: Okay, so the, back to the question. It was how to give blowjobs to someone with a girthy penis. Yeah, is I. I would feel like. Talk to him about it. You know, ex- describe what we've just been describing. Um, teeth are part of blowjobs. If yeah. they don't want teeth involved, like, give me the control. Let mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. do this blowjob. I
1: also saw something else on Instagram from Orlando from the Hard and Soft podcast. I know yeah. that he's not doing it anymore, but whatever oh. that drama was. But um, he was saying that it's more about like a performance, like a blowjob should be like a performance. Like it should look hot. Mm -hmm. It's like, like, that's the turn on for a guy. It's just like seeing this like wet mess and all of that stuff. So that was an interesting way of looking at it as well.
0: Yeah, and you don't have to get deep throat and teeth involved for a Mm -hmm. wet mess. I mean, obviously it's easier because the deep throat gets the spit, gets like all the saliva up and the eyes watering and the makeup down the face. Yeah, you're right. It's the performance. I love that shit. Yeah. I just wish I didn't gag so hard. I wish I just I can't. You know the gag I,
1: loads. I, I'm really bad at deep breathing. because I gag. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it hurts. Gagging isn't
1: no, <laughs> it isn't fun. just like
0: hey, that's fun. It's like a sneeze. It's not. It genuinely yeah. like pulls on your neck mm-hmm. muscles and makes you scared that you're going to vomit. Like my stomach yeah. feels all gag as well.
1: No, I try and um, get in as deep as I can.
0: Yeah. Obviously, I always try. My aim is to try and get as deep as I can and lick the balls at the same time. That's mad. I've never (laughs) done that. They'd have to
1: have a small dick for that to work for me. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, the next question is I think lockdown is partly to blame for the death of my sex life. I like going out and being around people, but we moved out of the city to a town and had kids, then lockdown. So me and my partner never go out in the evening, get dressed up, etc. It seems so cliche, but I think people around young people feeling attractive, low key flirting with people is what got me in the mood. What can I replace that with? I wish it didn't matter, but I wish I could feel sexy without a change of scenery. That is Aww. so interesting.
0: Yeah, that's a really hard one, especially when, Mm. you know, you have an established life and you've moved away from the big, bustling Mm -hmm. city. Um, There are ways that you can make things new and exciting, but it's having the motivation and... um, just feeling like you can do it, you know, like making sure that you and your partner do have date nights. And maybe mm-hmm. if you are researching, like what's fun and to do in the area, or you can even do a date night at home where you both decide like, okay, let's both get dressed up. Um, let's let's pretend like we were going out. Um, there's that technique that we were told by Uh, sex because which was going on a date with your partner but pretending you don't know each other Mm. and basically starting from scratch and it you know it could be a bit silly and a bit giggly but it can be a really fun way to experience that yeah Um, or you know talking about if you're happy flirting with other people then yeah making sure that you are going out a little bit more or joining some virtual online dating events i know i think there are still some out there even after lockdown yeah
1: i think also maybe reading a book like come as you are would really help you understand Mm. your accelerator and like what turns you on because what i learned from that book was that there are so many nuances in different people and like levels of which things turn them on so some people might need a lot more mental stimulation to turn them on or they not they they need context and what you're really saying is that there's a specific context that turns you on but I think there will be something else that turns you on as well like I don't think that it's only limited to these things that's just what you have experienced in the past so I think it will be about like finding a way of exploring your sex life with your partner in a totally different way, like reading new books, like watching new porn, like finding out what other things that your partner does that turn you on. It, it could be something silly, like him emptying out the dishwasher, you know? Like <laughs> it could be just like spending a day without your kids, uh, giving your kids away to a friend, to babysit or your parents or whatever. So just that you you can have some me time. And I think that's what happens a lot when people have kids is that mm-hmm. they lose the, the, their time that they had with each other. So- as much as you can get rid of the kids and (laughs) make some time for you and your partner to really discover what it is that makes you turned on now it's not going to be a quick and easy journey i think you just need to kind of go into it thinking okay let's find something new
0: yeah it's also like it's worrying about the future of this is it now this is it Mm -hmm. forever and it's not like that you have you both have you all have the rest of your lives to lead this might not be your forever home you might Mm -hmm. decide to move back somewhere closer um there there might be changes you have so much of your life to live and so much more excitement out there this isn't just it forever Mm -hmm. so it's um enjoying the present but also knowing that where your situation is will change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there is. I, I love the idea of the "Come as You Are" book. I think that's cute.
1: Next question: I recently started taking antidepressants for my mental health, but they have completely got rid of any sex drive I had. I can't orgasm anymore. Is it silly to come off them just because I can't come, or how else will I be sexually satisfied without being able to climax?
0: Oh my God! Cannot come is brutal. Mm. It's a very, very normal thing to lose your sex drive, yeah. um, and probably not be able to come whilst you're on medication. Not just antidepressants, but I think they're the most well-known for affecting libido yes. and sex drives. Um, it can happen with other other meds, but yeah. definitely if you feel like this is a problem I mean you're not having orgasms then go to your doctor and be honest with them and say mm-hmm. look my sex drive is completely destroyed mm. what else can you give me yeah
1: because um, there are different and types of antidepressants right and loads. I think it's
0: fucking loads
1: different ones do different things to your sex drive
0: yeah it's horrible because we understand how long it is to change medication especially with antidepressants with a lot of them you need to have a build-up and you need mm. to wean yourself off of them and it's the same with contraception as well like trying different contraception is so long they always recommend at least waiting four months when you're on them to see if you settle because yeah changing meds can be really difficult but if this is affecting you enough to message us then it's definitely worth talking to your doctor about it And they, they might have a better option and you yeah. never know if the next one isn't right and you feel worse or rubbish, then you can go back on the one that you know is trustworthy. Mm. But I would I would keep going until you find the right antidepressant for you. Like we're all made up of different chemicals and it's not just one size fits all on antidepressants. You need to find the right one that works for you and your body. Mm. This one isn't.
1: Yeah. Um, check out Kelsey Dara's short film, which I think is on like mm. the first page of her YouTube channel at the moment. Um, it's basically like it's quite a deep little like documentary short film well no not, not documentary it's a fiction film about a girl who is depressed and it's like basically the both sides of the story so like before the before the uh, antidepressants and then during the antidepressants and it sort of shows like how obviously the depression is really bad without taking them but then when she is taking them like she can't get any satisfaction out of any like pleasure so it's like almost Mm. just as bad as it was without taking the antidepressants which I think was a really interesting way of of looking at it and it's just this really fucked up cycle that people have to go through and it's shit there's no like solution really there's no answer for all this shit like you do just have to talk to your doctor and see what the best they can do for you is and if you know if you're if they say that you should stay on these antidepressants in particular then obviously there's now a journey of like okay so how do I find pleasure without coming which sucks if you could come before but obviously loads of people go their whole lives without being able to come and it's all about enjoying the pleasure before a climax really you know yeah. there doesn't have to be the goal of having having a climax but yeah 100% I agree just talk to your doctor this is a big deal
0: I've been with my boyfriend for eight years and we have a very happy relationship. However, we are on different pages about wanting children in the future. Oh my God, it's still Mm. us, Florence. I definitely do... And he isn't sure. He doesn't right now, but isn't sure about the future. I have recently been diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome, and abno- an abnormal shaped womb, which basically means I will struggle to conceive and um, then at higher risk of miscarriage. Mm. This news is obviously adding press- pressure to the situation. Every time we talk about it, we both just end up crying because we don't know what to do. Any advice, please? We are looking at therapy to speak to a professional at some point. Oh my god, bravo for actually making the move to speak yeah. to a therapy. Like you gotta do it. This is you gotta. such a
1: big thing as well. And I think I think a lot of people deal with this in relationships because you can, you know, you can find someone that you really love and you have this amazing time with, but like if you both want different things from life, then obviously that's gonna cause a massive rift in the relationship. And yeah, therapy is 100% the right thing to be doing here because this is a really big conversation. If you want Mm -hmm. to have a kid, that's going to change your life forever and their life forever as well.
0: It sounds like you're both doing the right thing just by Mm -hmm. having these conversations, Mm -hmm. but they sound really hard and it also sounds like you might not be able to budge on them. So getting a change of perspective from other people, especially a professional, will help... Both of you figure out what to do in the future and what to do now.
1: The next question is, I got dumped after six years together. How do I not let it affect my self-worth? Uh, I mean, every everyone after a breakup, I feel, starts questioning worth and like, am I enough? Yeah. Am I mm-hmm. worthy? But these things don't actually come from the actual relationship itself most of the time. These are like inner narratives that we've been telling ourselves for like, since our childhood, because of whatever happened like with your father or your mother, or like teachers mm-hmm. telling you that, you know- Friends, the, the ways, like everything. And also like, as, I don't know if this is written by, I don't know what gender this is written by, but for mm-hmm. women, we are told through media, our whole lives that we are not good enough like you don't look like this so you you're not perfect you know like there's been such like a beauty standard and like ways that we can perfect ourselves to be the perfect person because you're not good enough how you are originally like it's no wonder that after big significant things like a breakup that we then start questioning our self-worth and it really is basically just acknowledging that That is not the truth. That is a narrative that you have been telling yourself because of whatever reason. And basically, just like every time you start thinking about it, think, oh, that thought's not true. I am good enough. And it's about having those like positive affirmations every single Mm -hmm. day. Like literally sit on it every single day and think, I am good enough. The more you say it, the more it will be true.
0: Yeah. Until, until that. Horrible little negative voice gets so quiet and the big, powerful, positive voice becomes so loud. That's all Mm -hmm. you ever hear. Yeah. Um, Also, you've been in a relationship for six years. You've shared your life with somebody so closely. And after a breakup your identity is half gone and you almost Mm. don't know who you are as a person so it's it's trying really hard to remember the things that you did and that you loved and you enjoyed like the music you listened to the films that you watch anything that your partner wasn't super keen on that's the time for you to bring that back and re-identify yourself and bring yourself back to your roots like i i listened to like loads of old music and like wore the slightly clothes that I wanted to and um, the best way to describe it is like now is time after a breakup now is time for your villain arc this is the time (laughs) where you can just be a badass and do all the things you wanted to do and be selfish and not have Mm -hmm. to think about another person you do you and work hard on yourself to be like the best version of you ever that you you ever were in that relationship breakups tend to make you go inward and make you Mm -hmm. think about all the things that you did wrong. It's the same with dating and rejection and you end up blaming yourself for it all Mm. when really we need to flip that narrative around, change the perspective and blame them because you did everything you possibly could. Not blame mm. them, you know what I mean. (laughs) But don't don't blame don't put the blame on yourself and think it was all your fault. Flip that and be like, "Well, that we weren't right for each other and they mm-hmm. did things. They they didn't see me for who I was." Um yeah. and change that sort of perspective around it and stop beating yeah. yourself up about it.
1: The thought that really helped me was with my last breakup was, "Yes, that was great, but I wanted more."
0: And yeah. that's, that's
1: okay. I deserve more. I deserve everything. And that I deserve more. Want. Yeah. Yeah. But if you do want any more advice on like breakups and stuff, obviously go over to Love High on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Preach.
0: All right. Nice little plug. (laughs) Little, Little plug there. Little plug. I'm herpes positive and I really want to go to a sex party soon, but I'm unsure how to navigate it in such an environment. I've had group sex, but with more people and more spontaneity, it seems more intimidating. Any advice?
1: Oh, I think we can have differing differing opinions on this one. Oh, really? Well, I don't know. I don't know what is your opinion. Because for me, I think that as long as you don't have an outbreak and you're, you're not viral shedding, which is when you feel like a tingly sensation on the surface of your, of your skin, you don't have to disclose to people because it's like so, so, so unlikely that you could pass it on. I can't say for 100% sure that you won't because there's no like proof, but there's also no proof that you can transmit at that point. Um, we've done episodes on our YouTube channel about herpes, if that makes you more comfortable um, hearing about our experiences. But I had like a long chat with the sex doctor at one point about it. And most of the time she says that it's more traumatic for the person that has herpes to disclose to every single person that they sleep with Mm -hmm. than so it's like more damage on their mental health than it actually would be risk to other people, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because there's such no, I, a low risk.
0: <laughs> I completely agree with you. I mean, I've got mm. herpes. I, I got I got herpes on my neck when I was nine years old from my grandmother, thank you. Yeah. Um and it's yeah, I think I think it is okay to talk to people about it, but in a sex party environment. Mm. Um, actually, in in a dating environment, in like a short term environment, it can be really. I mean, it's almost like you don't. You shouldn't have to just because of the way that society is. If you start telling people you have herpes, their gut reaction, their instant reaction is to back away. And that's not your fault. That's not their fault. That's just the way that sex education has failed them and society Mm. has built up. So many people have herpes. Yeah, Mostly everyone I know has motherfucking herpes (laughs) of some kind. I don't know. I I know that...
1: I know that this opinion isn't everyone's opinion as well. And I've definitely had like, we probably will get shit for saying this on the podcast because there's definitely been debates on our Mm -hmm. Instagram about it before. Um, But, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And I feel like, we all just have to deal with these things as we see fit for ourselves. Like, If it's going to cause you worse harm with your mental health in the long run, then you've got to protect yourself. But also protect other people by not sleeping with them when you have an outbreak. That's I think it's as simple as that. Anyway, curious fuckers, I hope that you loved our advice episode. Obviously, if you have any questions, slide into our DMs on Instagram. That is at come Curious. And if you want to see more of us, we're also on YouTube at come Curious as well.
0: Yes, please. Of course, we're on Twitter as well. So if you agreed or disagreed with anything in this podcast, or if you want to ask us anything that way, please do Fucking on blow our Twitter. Up Twitter. At C-O-M-E, curious. Oh, and of course, we have the Facebook group as well. So if anyone wants to anonymously ask questions and have a beautiful, friendly group of curious fuckers helping answer those queries, Mm -hmm. um, then yeah, please head over to the Facebook group and chat with us there. all at Come Curious. And follow us on our personal
1: Instagrams as well at readAmberX and at Florence Bark. And obviously, if you love this episode, share it with your friends, share. your mum, your dad, your sister, your brother, all of the people in your life.
0: I, lo- I love that you just mentioned family members. Like, Dad, oh, yeah. you got herpes, bro. Listen to <laughs> this. <Yeah. laughs> oh, and- uh, rate and review, did I say rate and review? Um... Yeah, rate and review. I think that's it. I think we're going to have to right. see you next Thursday. See yeah. you next Thursday. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. All right. Bye.